Hey guys, it's your girl. This is Diva D. You are now tuned in to the Diva Den Show here on Anchor FM and Spotify Podcast. So I want to say hello to everybody. I know it's been a while. I know it's like, wow, oh, she's back. Where have you been? What's been going on? And a lot has been going on. If you hear me sounding in and out because I'm playing around with the microphone, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't um, recorded a podcast in so long. I'm still, you know, trying to figure it out myself. So if I sound a little groggy, or if it sound a little funny, just bear with me. I'm, I'm working on it for some reason. But anyway, um, yeah. So, you know, I'm back. And um, so much has been going on. You know, a lot of things has been going on. I was out for a while due to um, health issues. I was actually out of work on a one-month medical leave uh, in a whole month of August because I was hospitalized um, in ICU for four days. You know, I, I know I'm sounding now like it's no big deal, but it was it's a really big deal. Um, I didn't know that I was diabetic. I was told uh, two years ago that I was pre-diabetic. And you know how that can go sometimes with Black people. You know, we like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to say I'm pre, you know, still doesn't mean that I have it, you know, and how ignorant of me and for any of you that are pre-diabetic to even think that please don't think that because that's what I did and that's why things went the way it went but by the grace of God I'm just glad that um everything worked out um you guys already know the vibe any noise that you hear you guys know I'm in a concrete jungle you know you're going to hear doors slam motorcycles you might hear homeboy in a parking lot with his music blasting you know and it is what it is but I'm going to do my best to try to be as clear and speak into the microphone so you guys can really hear me and I have the denoise on so hopefully that'll um you know kind of take out a lot of things that's going on around me but yeah so your girl was in the hospital um shout out to Brooklyn Hospital definitely um I have reached another level of respect to all of our healthcare providers that's from admissions to the medical assistants to the nurses to the doctors to the whole entire medical staff like these guys work tirelessly you know to get my blood sugar down to prevent me from going into what is called the diabetic ketoacidosis which is like the next step to a coma and you know my body was just out of it you know I, I knew for a while something wasn't right and I am going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about it today. I may, you know, channel in on it throughout, you know, the conversation, but I'm not going to really touch it because I really want to, you know, be an advocate for diabetes, especially when it comes to black culture and to our people. And hey, you never know, maybe I can be a voice, you know, to so many. I did talk about it on my, I shared the video if you guys can go over to TikTok, of course, under the Diva Den, I did do a video about um, my situation and what happened. The topic was called um, how I ended up in ICU. So please look that up on TikTok. 
you can also find because it's like a three minute video you know tiktok don't really give you a lot of time but i try to put in as much important information as possible because a lot of people that i didn't know a lot of people really reached out you know and even when i was quiet it was like a lot of people hey diva d you all right everything is okay and then once everybody found out what was going on i got so much love and support and you know dms and phone calls and things like that so thank you everybody but yeah uh jump over to um the diva den on um tiktok you know and like i said the topic is how did i how i ended up in icu so you can get a three minute you know video with me telling what happened and then also i have it over to my facebook page the diva den as well same name d-a-d-e-e-v-a-h-d-e-n and all of that i'm all across the platform again um the diva den check it out on facebook check it out here on anchor fm please go to spotify check it out go to youtube and go to tiktok don't forget guys hit that bell hit the like button subscribe support you know and um you know look out for your girl and you know join i have a lot of um so much to say you know i'm, I'm rambling but there's just so much to talk about you know and i have a lot to say as you guys know, we are in season two. This is episode 19, I believe it's episode 19. But I want you guys to be aware that I have, truthfully speaking, I probably have about 30 to 40 episodes, but I did not upload a lot of them because, you know, me being new to podcasting and, you know, not as seasoned as I would like to be and, you know, sporadically, you know, doing podcasting, you know, I'm still trying to find my voice, still trying to you know, find my tone and find balance and put things together. So a lot of my um, episodes, I've never uploaded, you know, they're in the archives and I saved them as well as saving it in the anchor library, but I've also saved it on my laptop because you never know, maybe one day I might pull up some of them, you know, and be able to record it. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, I can, I, I can tell you that, um, I was released, I was hospitalized on July 31st and I was released on August 4th. And I promise you, the moment that I walked out of that hospital by the grace of God, I swear to God, God, I'm so favored. Uh, I knew at that moment when I walked out of the hospital and I said, it, it was like a life-changing experience for me, very life-changing for me. And I said to myself, I will not be um, apologetic for me being me ever again. I'm going to continue to be me, do what I do, say what the fuck I want to say. You know, everybody knows I'm a cusser. I love to curse. That's just me. Don't ever get it twisted to think that I do not know how to speak proper because I do. But this is just part of who I am and my personality because I'm so transparent. But I made a decision when I walked out of that hospital to fuck everything, fuck everybody, if it's not for me, if you're not with me, you're against me, um, less stress. Um, I'm really, really, you know, being on top of my health right now because health is well. And, you know, just really, you know, putting myself back in that happy place. And like I said, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you don't like what you hear, you don't have to listen to it. If you believe I curse too much, fuck you. And I'm going to continue to be me and do what I need to do. Only God can judge me. And can't none of you hypocrites and heathens, you know, ever sit here and try to throw stones. So with that being said, let me move on. Yeah. So what I was doing was um, 
last week I was sitting at the table and I said, you know, let me start because now I started, you know, getting into the flow of things. Let me write down, you know, some of my topics and what are some of the content and stuff that I want to talk about, you know, on my podcast. So my board is here. You may hear that little sound. That's because I'm going to flip it over because I had my podcast topics. So uh, in season two, I'm going to um, go out with the bang. Some of the topics I am going to talk about. The first one that I put on my list was to talk about life-changing experience, which again, that's talking about myself. Um, number two is why women stay in bad relationships, which I think is very important because I noticed lately since I've been online and I'm, you know, doing a lot of research and just, you know, browsing the net because, you know, as a um, podcaster and a content creator, you know, you really want to know what's in and pay attention more to what's going on. So I'm noticing uh, and seeing a lot of women coming on to social media and them themselves are you know, inquiring and asking questions about why women stay in bad relationships. Definitely my favorite topic, because I'm definitely going to give it to you, Roar. Um, when to walk away. That's very important, too. That's another topic. Family, not family. I'm sure we all can identify with that. That's another topic. Be careful what you ask for. That's another one of my topics. Weight loss. Is it so hard, you know, to lose weight? That's another topic. I can definitely uh guilty and I can attest to that and I can give you as much information. And finally, love, but not in love. So these are all, you know, topics of what really goes on, you know, every day. These are really just topics, you know, that we all are dealing with. Some of us are either in the situation or some of us know some people that are, you know, currently, you know, in the situation. So I chose today the topic I chose today, I'm turning my board around because as always, what works for me may not work for you. So whatever. But I decided to talk about why women stay in bad relationships. It can apply personally. Um, I know people that's going through this type of shit. And then I, you know, then I don't. Then for those that it may um, apply to, you know, hey, take heed to it. But me being a woman and knowing what it's like to stay in a bad relationship. And I've only had that experience, thank God, only twice in my life. I've had it in my younger years. I had experienced one when I was a teenager. That was my very, very first domestic violent uh, relationship. It was horrible. This guy was a fucking monster. And then in my 20s. So um, recently there's a situation where someone that I know that is married, been married for a long time, have children. And the marriage to me has always been toxic. It's, it was built on the wrong thing anyway. And the person that that she's with, I've always felt that he wasn't even worthy, you know, to be in her life. And, you know, who am I to judge? But, you know, you can see when someone's intentions are not good. But this individual person, you know, you can't tell them nothing. They know everything. And they had to learn on their own. You know, and they're in a situation now where they're in a season to where they really want to walk away from their marriage. But then you think about it, like, do you really? Because, you know, you're fighting for a spot and fighting for a place that was never, ever, you know, you would never put it. You know, you're fighting against, you know, trying to be number one, which you should be, you know, as as a wife and not go, you know, and not be put second against his mother. 
So, um, yeah. Why do women stay in bad relationships? Uh, one, you know, and this is basically what it's about. Like I said, I'm speaking personally and I'm also speaking generally because I know there's a lot of women that are still stuck in relationships like this. And for the life of me, I am in no situation to judge it, but I'm very opinionated and I have a goddamn opinion. Why? Because I've been there and done that. So one of the major reasons, you know, might simply be low self-esteem. You know, sometimes, you know, we stay in relationships because we are still looking for that validation from our partner. We don't think enough of ourselves. We don't know who we are, you know, unless, you know, um, we are looking for confirmation or uh, validation from our partner, which is wrong. You know, it's fucked up at the end of the day, because if you don't know who you are, who is somebody else to tell you who you are? They're going to tell you who you are based on their perception. And nine times out of 10, their perception is not anything positive. You know, it's not something to continue to uplift you or, you know, to help you. It's basically, they see that that's a soft spot or they see that that's an opportunity for them to control the entire relationship then that's what they're going to do. And I believe that this is what's happening. And personally, in this relationship that I'm telling you about someone that I know that's married, and then for a lot of women, the low self-esteem, we cannot look for other people to give us validation for who we are. Um, I remember when I met Rob a long time ago, uh, well, not long, we only been together two years, but I remember telling him, I said, it's, it's, it's so important that you are together, meaning it's important that you're together. It's important that I'm together. Now, I know and I understand in black relationships, a lot of things to each other is taboo. A lot of things we don't talk about, a lot of things that we refuse to talk about. But I'm a different type of sister. And I believe that we sit at the table and we have the table talk and we have those uncomfortable conversations. So I said to him, I said, it's very important that you are together mentally, financially, spiritually, emotionally, personally. It is important that your mental health, everything that that has a Lee L-L-Y to it, that you're okay with who you are. Because when you're okay with who you are and when you're, you know, pleased and you're happy with the individual that you have evolved to be, you can be of such big service to whoever you are bringing into your life. And that goes for women too. It was important for me to be okay mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, you know, health, everything. I have to be happy and okay with me because if I'm not, what service and what is it that I can bring to you? Meaning that when you got two broken people, and again, I'm speaking from experience personally for what I've been through. And I'm also speaking from what I know that people that are in my village that's going through it. When you are okay, excuse me, when you have two people that are broken individually and they kind of come together to try to um, unpack that baggage, looking for each other as a codependent to help each other, it's never going to work. And it's not fair to the individual person that's coming into your life. 
because you're looking for me to save you. I'm looking for you to save me. And, and it's not fair. How can we save each other when we can't save ourselves? So it's like, I can't fix you because I'm trying to fix me. So in our culture and black culture, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to those elements that are so important, if we are not in tune individually with being okay and prioritizing and be happy with, with who we are, what is the purpose of being with someone? And again, I speak from experience. So the low self-esteem plays a major part in it because now you're walking around, you don't know who you are, you don't know what you want, you, you, you're just putting setting yourself up for failure and you're waiting for that person that you love or this person that you want this relationship with to confirm or to validate who you are. And honey, you're, you're doing more damage than good. That's one reason why a lot of people stay in bad relationships. And I always say again, it's okay to take the time out to get to know you. It's okay to take time out and say, listen, I need to take a mancation, meaning that I don't want to be around no men right now. I need to really try to elevate and, you know, restore, renew and reinvent me. And it's all right for a man to take a woman vacation to say, you know what, dude, I'm done with women right now. Let me just take a minute. It's okay to do that. It doesn't make you any more or less of a human being. What it makes you, it makes you more in tune with trying to restructure and rebuild yourself that's a reward because it goes to show you that you don't really need to have that woman or that man in your season of whatever it is that you're going through that's not going to be beneficial to the relationship so you know that's one of the things um also in dysfunctional relationships one person tends to have an underlying insecurity of wondering if they are deserving of love. You know, sometimes we we in a relationship and we're going to ask ourselves, you know, am I really, really worthy of loving? Do, do I deserve love? We know it's not love because it's a bad relationship. But the insecurity and the low self-esteem have us even wondering, am I worthy of love? Yes, you are. We all are. We all deserve for someone to love us unconditionally, unselfishly, unapologetically. We don't deserve for somebody to come into our life that's going to abuse us mentally, physically, emotionally. Who wants somebody to be with them to break them down? The purpose is to, you know, to be more of an asset than a liability and help each other to build each other up. So you're asking yourself, if you are deserving of love and when you have to continuously ask yourself that question while you're in that relationship, then that relationship again is a bad relationship because you should always go in and feel love. Love overpowers everything. When you love each other and when you respect each other, even on a bad day, you're able to fix it. Rob and I have had our moments. I always told Rob, I said, we're always going to be tested. We're always going to be tested because that's just what it is at the end of the day. But if we love each other and if the love overpowers what we are going through, we could sit down and we could sit at the table and we can come and we can talk about it. 
Now, if it's not built on love, respect, you know, and communication, it's always going to be, you know, chaos, confusion, you know, fuck you, fuck you. I don't need you. Or you walking around the house, you're not speaking and all that bullshit. So yes, um, goes back again, you know, people in bad relationships, especially people in abusive relationships, you know, they stay in them because they love their partner and they think that things can change. No, it's not loving your partner and loving yourself. Do you, are you guys aware that that's totally different? Loving yourself first, loving yourself first is what you need because loving yourself first and putting yourself first and knowing that you are worthy to be loved can make it a lot easier to say, wait a minute, this is not for me. This man is abusive. He's very, you know, he's a narcissist. He's very disrespectful. He doesn't put me first or it goes both ways, he or she, but I'm just speaking from a female's perspective, but brothers, it can be you as well. You know, now, you know, there are brothers out here that are going through the same thing. So it's, you know, this is a unisex, you know, conversation, but I'm speaking, you know, from a female perspective, but you know, you have to love you first. You know, when you love yourself first, You'll know when to say, listen, I, I got to go. You know, sometimes you got to put that love in the box. Love does not hurt. Love feels good. Abuse hurt. You know, abuse hurt. Be it that it come in a physical form, a verbal form, a spiritual form, anything that hurts you or make you uncomfortable or make you uneasy or have you walking around on eggshells or can't allow you to speak or say how you feel unless it's confrontational. That's abuse. That's abuse. So, you know, we stay thinking that they're going to change. Guess what? The only way you can change a person is if they're in a diaper. So let's put that, let's, 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 let's uh, put the nail in the coffin with that, you know, and stop thinking that you're going to change them. I learned that in my abusive relationship. Why did I stay in that relationship? I promise you for one, I felt sorry for him. Ain't that a bitch? The abuser felt sorry for the uh, you know, the person that was abusing him, I felt sorry for him because I'm thinking like, Oh my God, you know, if I leave, where he going to go, where he going to stay, who he going to be with. And then you got to think to yourself, wait a minute, this motherfucker can't possibly give a fuck about any of that. If he's in here whooping my ass and continuously being combative, causing confusion and not trying to build the relationship to make it strong, but to build the relationship, to use a force and a fist to dominate and to overpower, to make me be submissive to what he want me to be submissive to. So you have to really, really sit down and you have to think about that. Abuse is abuse. No matter, I don't give a fuck if it happened five years ago, it shouldn't have happened. If he slapped your ass 10 years ago, if she slapped you 10 years ago, it shouldn't have happened. That that's a sign telling you that this person is liable to hit me. Look at it this way. How can a person look at you and tell you that they love you, but they hit you to hurt you because they are so angry or you made them so angry that the only way for them to lash out is to be egregious and beat you. That's not love. That's not love. And saying you sorry for, for hitting me, that doesn't make it right. 
So you beat me to continuously put the fear in me to keep your foot in my neck, to keep me stuck and stagnant and, and caught up in this relationship. You know, that's the fear. That's what an abuser do. They beat you and put the fear in you to have you thinking, I can't leave this motherfucker. I can't leave this bitch, man. She crazy. That's control. That's bullyism. This bullyism. How do you forgive that? How do you forgive somebody that used to beat you? How do you continuously lay up and be around somebody that used to beat you? And then they are such a narcissist that they're not even taking accountability. But wait, listen, I know I hit you a long time ago. I said I was sorry. Same thing that I said to Anna Mae. You know, Anna Mae, I, I gave up that drug, Anna Mae. I, I, I don't get high no more. Anna Mae, I ain't going to hit you no more. So because you say you sorry, I'm supposed to say, okay, all is fair in love and war. The very first time that you put your hands on me, it broke me. Because, I, you know, you think it to yourself, the man I love, he hit me. So you can't change a, an abuser. They get worse. I've never known a man that say, you know, I used to hit my woman. No, you shouldn't have hit at all. Because by, the, by saying that you used to hit her, you'll hit her again. So let's let's think about that. And, um, you know, finally, they also believe their partner's behavior is due to, um, you know, is due to, you know, things that, that, that they put them through, you know, it, they, they figure, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe if I would not have said that, or maybe if I would have, you know, been more gentle, if I'd have been more sweet, or if I'd been more attentive, maybe I should have cooked. So now we start to feel that. You know, if we would have done a lot better, we could have changed our abuser's behavior. No, no, no matter what you do. Has anybody ever watched The Burning Bear with Farrah Fawcett? You need to watch that. No matter what it is, when you are with someone in a bad relationship and they are an abuser, no matter what you do, it's always going to trigger something within them because they are a monster. They're a bunch of damn monsters. You can't... <laughs> You can't diffuse it. You can't make it better. The best way to get a, to, the best way to handle a bad relationship is to not stay in a bad relationship. And the fact that you have to label it as a bad relationship should give you further confirmation. This is not for me. This is not what I want. This is not what I foresee to be in my future. So, and being in a bad relationship, guys, doesn't necessarily all the time have to be physical. It's mental. You know, you ever have someone that mentally manipulates the situation and blame everything on you and make it your fault to where you're sitting here thinking that, you know, you know, you second, second guessing yourself because they mentally, you know, mind fuck you, you know, so it don't necessarily have to be someone physically hitting you. Someone can verbally or mentally or emotionally Play with your feelings and have you thinking that you are literally crazy. And we have all been there. So there are so many different, you know, reasons why we stay in a bad relationship. But when it's labeled as a bad relationship, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go. You know, it's really time to go. Pay attention. Watch the red flags. Don't put a question mark on a period. Don't, don't, don't do that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait a second. Oh, wait a second.
Um, everything is over there. You believe that a fireman just walked in and <laughs> hold on. Okay, everything is good. Yeah, guys, this is crazy. Yeah, so in real time, and I'm going to keep recording it. Yeah, so what happened was there was a, um, what do you call these people? The fire guy knocked on my door. He was coming to check some, I guess somebody has a gas leak or something like that and came and knocked on my door. Had to let him in. Yes, I had to walk away for a second. But anyway, um, I'm going to close out this podcast and I'm going to tell you guys, hey, listen, Again, when you have to label it as a bad relationship, you shouldn't be in it. So with that being said, you already know the vibe. Please, again, like, subscribe, share, follow me. Again, I am on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So hit those bells, hit the like button. So therefore, you'll be notified the very next time that I upload a podcast or go in live. And hey, you never know. When I go live, you just may be someone I might just bring in and be a co-host. So with that being said, as always, have a good day on purpose and I will talk with you soon. Peace and love. Bye. Oh, that was Coltrane.